Actions speak louder than words. It's an adage lost on the modern man. We're immersed in a culture of words, books, sermons, surface conversations, the kind that happen when we run into other people we really don't want to talk to. You've been there, right? We go to work, words. We go to church, more words. We're designed to be men of action, designed to do something. So why aren't we doing it? What's keeping us out of the action? In this series, we will be discussing how to acknowledge the mess without getting stuck in it. It's time to ruck up, Hangerman. All right, welcome back to the Hanger Podcast. We're here in the Hanger Studio. What what week is this? My goodness, how many podcast episodes have we? Uh... Twelve weeks, man. 12 weeks. Can you believe it's been 12 weeks? 12 weeks. I can't. They've flown by. Man, it's been a lot of fun, huh? Yeah, I agree. You know what else has been fun is that everybody gets to hear us talk back and forth, but nobody gets to hear the magic man over here, the guy with all of the skills to make this possible. Say what's up to the people, Chase. What's up? Man of few words. That's right, yeah. <laughs> Actually, what people don't know is he's had a microphone all 12 weeks. He just never said anything into the into the microphone. Well, you finally took the duct tape off. That's yeah. right. It feels good. <laughs> well, we have to be careful with a person of your age. We just, you know, you're not very predictable. Well, uh, so 12 weeks, man. This has just been amazing. And I don't know, all we've got a lot of feedback, a lot of great feedback. People have been stopping us, saying, hey, you're on the podcast, love the podcast. Everybody is just really excited about it. Everybody's talking about how great it is and how much they're getting from it. So before we get started today, I just want to go out there and just ask, hey, if this is something that you're enjoying, if you like it, if it's helping you, even if you just like to laugh at it, man, share it, share it, share it, share it, share it on Facebook, share it on Twitter and whatever else you use, share it to get the word out. We want to get to 1 million downloads, 1 million. I think that's a a good number, right? By next week. By next week. <laughs> okay, I wasn't go going there. Go big or go home, huh, Chase? I, yeah. I, was, I mean, I was just talking about one million like in general. I wasn't going to give it a time <laughs> frame. Listen, you brought me in for a reason, and that reason is to break records. So that's what we're doing. All right, we're breaking records. Now that Chase has got a mic, things are going to go crazy, right? <laughs> is that your noise for crazy? Uh, yeah, you know. My, <laughs> Bottle just, rocket. Yeah. <laughs> well, we don't have one of those things that you can push buttons. Right, and, yeah. Hey, well, we're on so a we're budget. So we're going to have to go with, uh, with whatever I got. So the general idea is that we want people to share uh, what we're talking about with the hangar men because we believe it will do good things for the men that are listening to it. We want to get that message out there, not just because we want to grow a brand or anything crazy like that. We're just looking to expand our audience because we believe the reason we're sitting behind these mics in the first place is that men need to hear these sort of conversations to help them lead better lives, right? Are you saying that this is part of our purpose? Yeah, I was just putting a little commercial in there so they just, you know, we don't want to be popular in and of ourselves. I mean, we've already got that down, right? Right, right, right. Yeah. No. I think uh, I think that segues, though, into something that I wanted to ask you about, Ben. And I don't mean by one of those weird cart things that Paul Blart drives around on. I'm talking about it puts us into a question that I've had since last week when we were recording one of the things that uh, you brought up, we brought up, I don't remember exactly who made the statement, but you were talking about uh, purpose. And one of the things that prevents men, maybe the major thing that prevents men from rucking up and getting themselves out of that pit of despair is their lack of purpose. But I was thinking about it, and there are guys out there who would argue that they don't struggle with that, that they have a purpose, that they're living out their purpose. They're, they're doing everything that, that they feel like they need to do and they're supposed to do. And, and what do you say to that guy? 
So your goal is to argue with me today for about 30 minutes. That's uh, that's what you're out for? Ben, we've got to give the people what they want. Oh, I'll do. I think it's an honest question. And look, when you make a big statement like, and I'll say that we, we both together made this statement last week that, that most men suffer from a lack of purpose larger than ourselves. We throw that word out there, selfish purpose or small purpose. Um, I think it's just important to recognize when we're, we're talking about guys that would be listening and say, well, I have a purpose. My question back to that man would be, and I've, I'm, I'm only asking them because I've asked this question of myself uh, here recently, w- what is your purpose? I mean, anyone can claim that they have a purpose, but I would ask back to them, to the, to the hangar man, what would you say your purpose is? Not generically, but what is your specific purpose? Your specific purpose. So yeah, that's that's what I would ask back to the hangman if they say, "Well, I'm living life. I don't have that problem, Ben. I'm living life with a purpose, and my purpose is blank." You know, how would they answer that question? Yeah. So, I mean, what are some scenarios maybe that you would you would assume? I mean, because we can't ask anybody that. I mean, we can we can just sit around here and and, and speculate, but like we can't just say, "Hey, call in, call her with your purpose." You know what I mean? So like. What, what are some examples of maybe a conversation that you have had or that you will have? I mean, what, even if it's a theoretical, I guess, but just what you know about men and 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 the situation of men that, that you've had the pleasure of being in relationship with and discussing things at depth. I mean, what would you say that these men or the majority of men in the United States who would be listening to this or beyond, what would you say that they would define as their purpose in life? Yeah, well, that's that's easy, man. I mean, you think about this, the scenario. This happens every day, everywhere. When men are introduced to one another, they they say their names, you know, who, who, what people call them, and then almost ninety nine percent of the time, the second question is, "So, what do you do?" And we start talking about our career because our identities are so wrapped up in our career. We start telling people, we ask that question because we want to hear their answer, but then that's the thing that we want to put in front of other men. Here's what I do. Here's the job that I have. So I think if you were to say, if you're saying, if you're proposing that most men out there, a lot of men out there would say, well, I'm living life with a purpose. What they actually mean is I am involved in a career and that is my purpose. It takes uh, the most time that I have in a week, it's what I'm thinking about in every environment that I'm in, whether I'm with my family or not. I'm thinking about my career and trying to advance my career. And I don't mean to say that um, chasing a career is a bad thing or trying to amass wealth is a bad thing, but I think most people would feel, most men would feel career in there as their purpose. I think that's the easy first one to say. Career. So you, I mean, it is possible that their career is their purpose no i mean what so like why is that a i don't want to say bad thing because you just said it wasn't a bad thing to chase a career but what is it that prevents that from being your purpose like why why is it not okay for me to spend my life chasing after success in this field or that um or you know what what is it that that doesn't make that its purpose I, i'm I'm confused now. (laughs) Yeah, well, I do that to people. So congratulations. Uh, I think I would put that in a category, knowing what I know about now about life and the masculine journey. I would put that in a category of goal or dream, but not purpose. I don't think that your career is actually your purpose. And I, and I got to come out here and be honest with you as a Jesus follower, Jesus is informing a lot of this in my own story. And I, I'm hoping we're going to get to this later in the conversation, but a career is, is not a purpose uh, because your, your career changes, you know, and your career lets you down. You can succeed in that, or you can not succeed in that your career carrying the weight of your life's purpose. 
I believe is a mistake. I think it's a dream. It's something that you chase. It's a desire, but it does not fall in the category of purpose. So then define purpose. Like what would you call the definition of purpose? Like what would you say? Yeah, well, I've, I've, first of all, I'd like to maybe uh, debunk a few other things. If you're just asking me to get on my soapbox, Mo, I want you to give me a few minutes to do that before we move on. In due to, time, Mo. Yes, for me to throw down the river card. But uh, here's one that I – can I just tell you one that I hid behind for a long time? Yeah. Family. Mm-hmm. Family is, is being a purpose. You know, my purpose is to – whatever with my family. Now, now that I have a wife, then my wife is my purpose. Now that I have children, you know, I've got two sons, they're um, 10 and seven, I had to think about that for a moment, about to be 10 and seven, but I would say that, that they are my purpose, you know? And so I think part of the confusion here is that we can define things that are goals or dreams. We can call those a purpose and we can hide behind those, or we can have other things that are actually responsibilities Uh, We discussed last week that every man is going to have to carry a load. And what we really meant by that is that every man is going to have responsibilities. And a lot of men run from those responsibilities. But here's the other side of the coin. A lot of men turn those responsibilities uh, into their purpose. So I'm just trying to bring a little clarity around the idea. As we're saying that you're supposed to have a larger purpose, a larger purpose in life will allow you to ruck up and get after it and get into the action. I think we got to take a few of these things and just kind of knock them off that pedestal of purpose that we put them on. Career would be one uh, family would be the other financial gain would be another whether, whether it's career or not we're just hoping to to luck into some money or there's a lot of guys right now uh, in the generation above us that are just trying to hang on to enough wealth to pass it on to the people that are coming after them am I saying that these are dishonorable goals in life absolutely not what I am pointing out though is that these few things that we've described so far uh, up until this point in the podcast are things that are very dangerous to put into that gap of purpose. When you start saying that my purpose is my children, am I, am I saying that your children are a negative part of your life or you need to ignore them to be able to ruck up? Absolutely not. Exactly the opposite. I think your children should fall under what your larger purpose is. But when you start making your children your purpose or your job your pur- purpose or your family your pur- purpose, then you're making a big mistake. So, I mean, that's a, that's a big claim. You know, you come out and say something like that. I mean, cause that's, that's even, even in church, you know, even in churches where we're told that you have to do these things in order to be a, a Christ follower, in order to be a good Christian, you have to take care of your family and stuff like that. And I know you're not claiming not to take care of your family. And I know you're not claiming not to work and things like that. Those, those words never came out, but Uh, one of the things that I have been told coming up and growing up, uh, as a, as I've matured in my, my faith journey, if you will, um, is how important and how purposeful those things are in my life. So on, on what authority do you make the claim that there is something larger than those things and that those are responsibilities? Yes. Every man has a responsibility to his family, to take care of them, to, to his career, to work. What is the authority that you stand on to claim that there is a larger, a larger purpose. Okay, that great question about what you know. What authority do I have to be able to say a, a pretty controversial statement like that? But I, I'd like to back up for just a second before we go there and just throw some questions back at you, since you're being Mr. Question Man today. <laughs> uh, based on what I've said today, how how do you feel about that? How does it strike you? I mean, I. I think obviously because I'm sitting here across the table from you on the Hangar podcast, I would agree with you. Um, but but one of the things that I've had to deal with uh, 
even more recently in life is that I have made the, maybe the misconception that, or I've had the misconception that my responsibilities are my purpose, or maybe I allow my responsibilities to, I don't know, um, distract me from what my purpose is. Uh, so it's like, I'm so focused on these responsibilities and doing what society says I'm supposed to do as a man that I miss out on the fulfillment that is my purpose, because no matter what, my, you know, every year with my oldest is something new. You know, every year is a new challenge. Every new, every year is, 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 a is a, a new, a new responsibility as things get older and they mature and they change, you know, you know, paying for insurance and crap like that, whenever they get 16, you know, that's no fun. But what I'm, but, but because of that, I'm never really fulfilled. Right. So when I sit there and I sit in these responsibilities, I'm never fulfilled. It's a constant, a constant chase. It's like uh, someone, one of, one of my bosses used to say, it's a, an uphill battle. It's, it's like going uphill on roller skates. You know what I mean? Um, <laughs> Great word picture. You're not going to get anywhere. Right. So, um, and I feel like uh, for a long time I spent working hard because I'm a man and I have to, and I need to do these things. And, and again, not to take away from those things and the value behind them, but it's like, it's really, if that's it, I mean, I think that's why so many people, and that's why I have stood there with my arms out looking up and saying, is this it? This can't be all there is. I mean, it makes sense. A midlife crisis makes sense when you look at life in that way. Yeah. So this is the, that's the feeling I want to capitalize on here today, because I think it's possible because I've, I'll just be honest. I've lived a lot of these days where I've gone to my job. I've done a great job at my job. I've been a great husband because I was paying attention to be a great husband. That takes a lot of intentional effort. I've done a good enough job as a father to build, to be okay with it and not feel a, a huge sense of regret after the kids go to bed. So in all the roles that I have, all the responsibilities that I have, I've, I've done an okay job. There's nothing that I would think that anybody would need to hold me accountable for. But in those quiet moments where it's, it's just me, I still feel an ache for something bigger. So it isn't that I just say, this is an idea that I, this is something that I've lived out. And I think this is planted in the heart of every man. And I think everything's such a mess right now because we have a lot of guys that just aren't taking responsibility, period. I mean, we got to acknowledge that before we move on. However, with the men that are taking responsibility for the roles in their life, I feel like we are fighting a sideways fight or we're fighting unnecessarily because we're trying to make these responsibilities our purpose. And that's what we're trying to do today is to get down and redefine this word purpose because when we redefine purpose, then it changes how we live out our responsibilities. And that, that's why I'm making this big controversial statement today because I think we're taking responsibilities and we're making them our purpose. But deep down at a heart level, when we're living this way, we feel, and you even mentioned the word just a few minutes ago, we feel unfulfilled. There's something missing. What is missing? What's missing is we don't have a sense of purpose. So that gets us to the definition, right? What is, what is purpose? I think, and I don't have all this, you know, really figured out and polished, but I think purpose is being who God designed you to be. That's my definition of purpose. I mean, there it is. You, you played the God card, <laughs> you know, um, right there. And, 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 you know, that's probably one that some of the people listening to this would roll their eyes at, you know what I mean? I mean, there's some, some guy out there and maybe even a guy who, who goes to church, you know, uh, I would even, I would even argue that that guy probably is the one who rolls his eyes the most because he hears it. 
He hears, you know, make, you know, God's, you know, it's just like a, it's almost like a overstatement that's never been defined or clarified. You know what I mean? You sit, you sit in a service, God's got a greater purpose for you, you know, things like that. But here I am. What, what do you mean? Like, that's great. You keep saying that and saying that and saying that, you know, they'll pull out verses like, what is it? Jeremiah 29, 11. Right. Oh you yeah. Know? We love that one. <laughs> they'll pull that out. I mean, that's a, that's everyone's tattoo. And then, <laughs> you know, uh, <laughs> so, uh, so they'll put it cause they have a purpose for me to, to, to see me succeed and blah, blah, blah. But every time I go home, I feel like a failure or I feel like you said, unsatisfied and unfulfilled. So to that guy who's rolling his eyes at that statement, what, what can you offer me? What can you offer him as, as an encouragement or as, as some evidence to the truth behind the statement that there is a greater purpose that you're seeking after? Yeah, absolutely. So I think we have to point out the reality that part of what's, what's bothering men is this dynamic. If you don't come to your responsibilities with a sense of purpose, then your responsibilities will come to you with an agenda. And those agendas are very difficult to weather. And I say that with so, such sincerity. They're very difficult to weather without a sense of purpose. So uh, just to pull back the curtain a little bit, where am I drawing this from? I'm drawing this from the life of Jesus. Not just ideas that God has put out there in Scripture, not just things that we can read from this guy Paul who wrote half the New Testament over half the New Testament and the things that he says about life. I'm digging down trying to mine out, which a lot of the hangar men are doing, and you as well. We're trying to look at the life of Jesus and say, if Jesus is the model of masculinity, what did he do? How did he ruck up? What did he say should be the thing that drives our life? And there, there are three examples in particular that I want to talk about, maybe even just briefly today, just to give the hangar men a little bit of something to go off of to say this isn't just uh, Ben's opinion or a pastor's opinion or guys that work at a church. What do they know anyway? Because I understand that that sentiment is out there. But you can't argue with this stuff that's been recorded about Jesus's life. I think about one um, instance in particular. Jesus is starting his public ministry. He goes up to this guy, Matthew, and he gives him instructions. He says, follow me, which we talk about this at church a lot. You know, follow Jesus, follow Jesus. Well, what was Jesus actually asking Matthew to do at that point in his life? He knew what he had designed Matthew to do. But in order for Matthew to do that, he had to leave his career. He had to leave the business. Right? a business that actually was pretty lucrative for him. He had to risk it all, basically walk away from it all, and follow Jesus. So in that instance, Jesus tells me, Ben Derrick, as a hangar man, hey, you can't make your career your life's purpose because it is possible that Jesus will come up to you one day and tap on the table that you're sitting at and say, it's time to get up and move, and it's time to follow me. If that's the case... If my career is my purpose and Jesus calls me to leave it, is Jesus going to remove me from my life purpose? So purpose has to be bigger. Make sense? Yeah, absolutely. So this is, a, this is example one. There's another example where the disciples are confused, which, man, I love that. I love that the people who are following Jesus that closely, sharing life with him for this amount of time, spend a significant amount of time confused. I love that the Bible doesn't hide that. So they're confused about some things with Jesus, and Jesus answers them by saying, look, I've got bread that you don't even know about. I've got something that's feeding me that you don't even know about. 
I think Jesus was pulling back a little bit to say, hey, guys, I need you to understand that you're seeing my activity. You're seeing the things that I'm doing in public for people. You see the people that I'm talking to, uh, that I'm risking my reputation talking to this woman publicly. You think this is going to be a really big deal, but I need you to understand that I've got something feeding me. There's a source feeding me that isn't connected to my status. Boy, this is big right now. It isn't connected to my status in public. I'm willing to risk my public reputation because I've got something giving me sustenance that is bigger than even what you understand. And I think banked within that message was Jesus saying, I'm connected to the one that made me. I am living out what God has designed me to do. And that's, that's more important to me than my public reputation. All right, so that's just two. But then we have this other one that, man, <laughs> guys who are in church, they avoid teaching this ever, 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 especially in the South. But one day Jesus is teaching. He's got a packed room, and uh, his family is coming to talk to him. And uh, I just imagine in my mind, I don't know if this is true or not, but I imagine in my mind that they probably had an agenda coming to interrupt him that day because he was doing all these things that just weren't good for the family name. He, they're trying to get into him, and, and Jesus gets the message, hey, your folks are outside. Your parents, your brother, like they're outside. Your family's outside, and they want to talk to you. And I don't know if your family's anything like mine, but if that happened, it would not be good news. They were coming to bring me. And Jesus says to the people there, you guys in front of me, you're my family. How would Jesus be willing to say something like that if he didn't understand that even his family was not his purpose his purpose was to do what God had sent him to do and thank God he did thank God that Jesus didn't let prestige and status or money and career or family stop him from his purposes in the world so this if you're asking what my foundation is these three examples and there are more but these three examples of how Jesus was living his life with a purpose of fulfilling what God had built him to do the plan that he had for him personally that's why I'm seeking to live this way. I'm, going to tra I'm not going to trade my responsibilities, uh, my purpose for my responsibilities. I just can't do it. Man, that's so rich. <laughs> it's so rich. There's, when, you, when you give that second example, right, uh, just in my head, there just came this, it's, it's, if, it, it, would be, it would be me. This is, the guy, this is who I'm, I'm, I'm talking for, the guy who's out there just like me. Um, so it sounds like what you're saying is that this purpose, this, this true, real purpose outside of and even in spite of responsibilities, this purpose that has been defined, and we talked about it last week a little bit, uh, going into the Ephesians chap, uh, passage of, of, you know, even created in advance for us. Um, it seems like what it is, is we're having to go deep. And it's, it's, taking, it's taking everything from a surface level and just really diving deep into it. So now everything that you do, how, how, no matter how large or how small, the, the task, the responsibility, whatever, is driven by a much deeper sense of purpose, a much deeper uh, motivation to continue. So, so I ask this to maybe simplify it a little bit. Maybe I'll give an example and you can go deeper into explaining how, how this works out in context of what we're discussing, right? So I go work out. I work out every day. I work hard. And my purpose is to get healthy. And honestly, if anyone was willing to speak about it, it's to look good naked. You know? I'll take your word for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so so it's like, so these are these are things that uh 
that, that would be the, the motivators for me to work out every day, to eat right, blah, blah, blah. But uh, you're saying that even in those things that there's nothing inherently wrong with, I mean, if I want to, to look good in front of my wife, right? There's nothing wrong with that. Um, you're saying that there is even the probability or the necessity even for a deeper purpose. That is what's driving everything that you do. Is that, is that my, am I accurate in that? Is that? Yeah, I'll take your example. Uh, just the example now we'll take it out and say, if you have a shallow purpose, you're going to get limited results. And man, nothing frustrates a man more than limited results, especially when you have the heart of a dreamer and you start to wake up this, to this masculine journey. I think if you have a sense of purpose, then you have limitless results, limitless results. So if you go with a shallow purpose, let's take working out, your purpose is, is to look good. Well, if you have discipline, you stay with it long enough, well, that, that's going to happen. Then what? You know, I would argue, especially working out, and I've seen this happen over and over again, when you adjust uh, your sense of purpose over whatever activity you're going towards when you adjust it for the purpose to go deeper then your results go up if your purpose for being in that gym is to have a longer life so that you can influence your children for the cause of christ longer so that you can care for them longer then you are going to have better results in the gym see this this is a beautiful part about the way god has set it up when you latch on to a healthy sense of purpose first then your responsibilities get better they're easier to weather. You're going to experience better results there. When I started to have a stronger sense of purpose over my masculine journey that wasn't limited by my family, then my sex life got better. You know why? Because I wasn't going to my wife saying, please give me a sense of purpose. Please um, find me attractive. When I was settled in my sense of purpose, then my responsibilities got a better me. And that's how God has set it up. See, we've been taking our question of purpose to the wrong things for a very long time. And this is what we're driving to this week, is that that sense of purpose, that question of purpose going to the wrong things has caused us to just take the backpack off and sit on the side of the road and give up because we have that deeper ache. But when we take that deeper ache and that sense of purpose, when we ask God for that sense of purpose, remember we're saying that God is the one who made us and designed us and prepared works for us. When we go to God for that sense of purpose, then when we take that purpose to our responsibilities, what's going to happen? We're being the men that God has called us to be. See how easy this transaction actually is? We don't have to adjust our sense of purpose based on whatever responsibility we're in. We have a grounded sense of purpose, and we are bringing our best selves to every responsibility that we have. It's such a better life. Man, so really, uh, the, the life that, that people are striving for, that are working so hard for, so much heartache and pain and you know all of these things that cause, I think, fatigue, which leads to a, a, a mental and emotional breakdown, you know, which is where you get stuck in the closet or in the bathroom with an iPad and a, and a porn addiction or even, you know, drug or, or maybe you're, you think that getting a new wife is going to fix the issue and going to make you feel better, whatever, you know, the midlife crisis that needs the sports car and the, and the 18 year old, um, at 35, you know what I mean? It gets people in trouble and it pushes them past where they need to be. So all of this seems like it could be even prevented. All of those things that you're chasing, that sense of fulfillment and purpose, uh, I mean, m make sure I'm hearing you right here. All of those things come with as a byproduct of living a life of true purpose defined by the creator himself. 
Yeah. I, yeah, that's exactly it. That's what I'm trying to say here. But we do need to identify, and this is something that we've mentioned a few times here in 12 episodes, we do need to identify that part of the problem in us not knowing our purpose is that we're not comfortable pursuing a relationship with the one that made us. And I would go even a step further than that. We have seen that to be not masculine. To pursue a relationship with God in our culture today, not picking on culture, just trying to define it, to pursue a relationship with God is not a masculine endeavor. So you see how we have put a noose around our own neck. We have decided that following God, pursuing God, searching for God, although throughout the pages of history, since recorded history, it was an honored quest to search for God. Today, part of what the enemy has used in our lives is to convince us that the most feminine thing you can do is to pursue a relationship with God. Why has he chosen to play that card? I'll tell you why. Because he's cut us off from our sense of purpose. We are taking this question, give me a purpose, to our wives. They weren't designed to answer it. We're taking it to our children. They weren't designed to answer it. We're taking it to our jobs. Our jobs were never designed to answer it. See, the enemy has, I would say, well played. Well played enemy. Well played devil. Because he's taken this journey that is the most important journey that a man could ever take, linking into a relationship with God because God, in his goodness, is going to hand us as a gift the knowledge of our purpose. And I believe he even does that with care. I think he lets our purpose out over time. Why else would he create us to live in a chronological universe? Everything happens on a timeline. God doesn't reveal everything about our lives the very instant that we come into a relationship with him. I remember our friend, hangerman Jeremiah Loren says this. He doesn't fix things instantly, right? That's exactly how my life has played out. But he shows us our purpose in due time. So relationship and patience, God rolls out our purpose. If we're taking it to the right place, I would bet my next paycheck that if men who are listening to this decide to try to enter into pursuing a relationship with God, that God very quickly is going to give them the gift of purpose. Ben proposed that men have placed their responsibilities over their purpose. What do you think? Have you mistaken your responsibilities for your life's purpose? Where will you go to find the answer? Take a minute after the music stops and think about it. Think about your motivation. Ask God, I dare you. Take a chance. Maybe there's something in that conversation that will change your life for the better. Until next week, ruck up, hangar man.